Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. Hello, I'm Josh Popichak, publisher of Sock and Source, and these are the headlines Sock and Valley is talking about for the week ending December 25th, 2019. There is a big question mark hanging over Lower Saucon Township Council after council members deadlocked last week in two votes to fill a vacant spot on the five-member council. Six people in total applied for the vacancy, which was created when Council Vice President Ryan Stauffer resigned in November to take a new job. As a result of the deadlocks, it's possible a court will appoint someone to fill the vacancy, although that remains unclear. We'll have more coverage of this developing story on Sock and Source in the days and weeks to come. In other news, State Representative Justin Simmons, who represents part of Saucon Valley, announced last week that he will not seek another term in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Simmons, a Republican, was first elected in 2010. The district he represents is the 131st, and it includes part of Lower Saucon Township, as well as Southern Lehigh County and parts of Upper Montgomery County. Hellertown business owner and Upper Saucon resident Kevin Branco, who owns the Main Street Gym, announced over the summer that he will be running for the seat in 2020. And we're excited to welcome Kevin as our guest on next week's episode of No Rain Date. In crime-related news, a Saucon Valley man who robbed the BB&T branch in Hellertown in September 2018 was recently sentenced in U.S. District Court to serve eight and a half years in prison. Kurt Loudenslager of Lower Saucon Township handed the teller a note which said, Simple, got a gun and carried an airsoft gun, according to authorities who investigated the case. Loudenslager stole $2,500 in the robbery, and a U.S. attorney called him, quote, clearly a dangerous person, unquote, in a sentencing document. What are Sock and Source readers talking about on Facebook? This week, they were talking about our story, What Should Go There, for the former adorned accessories boutique in the shops at Hellertown Shopping Center. We had dozens of comments from readers on our Facebook posts about what should go there. This space, in case you missed the story, is located in between DeMeo's and Newstar. Some of the suggestions were for other restaurants, including sushi, Mexican, a vegan restaurant, a cat cafe, Moe's, Jersey Mike's, a coffee shop. We had a beer distributor mentioned, a marijuana dispensary, and we even had a few businesses that would probably not fit in the 1,200 square foot space, such as Aldi, Planet Fitness, and even Wawa. Sock and Source is committed to covering the most local business news in the area, and we're already working on business stories for 2020. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates on what's happening in Hellertown, Lower Saucon, and beyond with businesses. Lastly, it's obviously Christmas, and we here at Sock and Source would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Thank you for listening.
I'd like to welcome Pastor Phil Spahn of Christ Lutheran Church in Hellertown to No Rain Date, and thank him for being our guest on episode five. Pastor Phil, we're going to start off by telling our listeners a bit about your background and how you came to be the pastor at Christ Lutheran and about the history of the church, which this year celebrated the 50th anniversary of the current location. And you mentioned that in a couple of years, you're going to be celebrating the 150th of the 150th anniversary of the congregation. So welcome. Yeah, I, I'm a Lehigh Valley boy, if you might say. Uh, grew up in Lehighton, up in the Cole region, then went to Muhlenberg College. At Muhlenberg College is a Lutheran school, uh, which was affiliated with the Lutheran School of Theology at um, Philadelphia. And so I went there. And then I was serving as a youth pastor in the main line of Philadelphia when the opportunity came to come, move back to the Lehigh Valley. And I wanted to be closer to my family and just closer to, I like Muhlenberg College and I like Moravian College and, and Lafayette, all the great schools of the Lehigh Valley. So I've been here now 23, 23 years and the church has been in existence. Coming Next year, I think it is, they're coming up for the 150th together with uh, first UCC and this year we celebrated the 50th anniversary on our at our location in Main Street we were in the center of town where the community center is mm-hmm. and then when they moved in 69 they gave that building over to the uh, over to the community center uh, one of the interesting things about the history of the church was that site at uh, at the community center is the second church that was there. The first church was burnt down in, I want to say, it had to be 1897, because I came here in 1996, and a year later they asked me to speak at the 100th anniversary of Dewey Fire Company, because Dewey was not right. in existence Yes. until that church burnt down. They're like, boy, Hellertown should have a fire company here. We, you know, we're losing these structures. Isn't we don't have a fire company. So, yeah. so I spoke at that event in 1997, uh, the 100th anniversary of the of, of uh, the Great Church Fire. <laughs> great Church and the, the anniversary of Dewey Fire Company. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is backtracking a little bit. When did you know that you wanted to make God's work your, your life's work? Uh, well, I grew up in a, a pastor's family. My dad was a Lutheran pastor. Uh, so that was a piece. The big catalyst for me was summer camp, church camp. Hmm. And uh, presently we have, I think we at Christ Lutheran still have the largest number of youth going to the our church camp up in Bear Creek, Pennsylvania. It's, um, it has about 3,000 acres of land. It's a beautiful piece hmm. of property. And they claim they are the largest church camp in the world because of the size of the property that they have. And, uh, I mean, my daughters love it. I loved it. And um, this past summer, we were scheduled to go out west to um, Glacier National Park. So my oldest daughter and I, we had made all the plans. And I said, hey, we, plans, here are the dates. And my youngest daughter, her ears perked up and said, wait. So that's when I go to church camp. I can't, we're not going, we're not, we're not going out to Glacier National Park doing church camp. And she's in 10th grade. I said, what? I said, 
And so we looked, and she was right. It was doing church camp the week she goes, so I had to cancel all my reservations. That must we, be the best church camp ever. I, for a 10th grader. <laughs> I was like, for a 10th grader who wants to go, I was like, okay, I guess we'll change our plans if that's important. It's that important to you. Um, so that was that was the catalyst for me, too, is Bear, it was the church camp, because it was just a place of welcome and diversity, uh, just what I thought a church should be. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into my next topic you I, I would say have made it a mission and to to be a welcoming institution um, not just to you know people from Hellertown but anybody passing by you have a billboard out um, mm-hmm. front that displays you know um, inspirational messages and some corny ones but, <laughs> some corny ones too. but very but very useful information as well um, you, you even share news about other things going on in the community it's not just church correct topics. yeah we, yeah I think other churches know whether it's st. Teresa's or New Jerusalem when they're having an event because we're at such a prime location I'm like yeah of course we'd advertise your your suppers or your uh, fish dinners or whatever. I said, yeah, of course we'd be glad to help you out with that. So, yeah, I'd like I like to see it more as a community board and the number of and we have a lot of car washes. We're like the car wash capital of <laughs> Hellertown from the the different yes. organizations, soccer and cheerleading and band and scouts. Again, we are we're at a good location, so it's like why not? Easy and easy out. Yep. And why not support? And then publicize. Put it on the sign that, you know, so that groups can raise some money and make some money for their for their their projects. So we all we also I mean we went as a lot of churches have gone through some difficult times on social issues such as the the gay issue, abortion issue, those those type of issues where People left the church. People left our church over that, but we we chose the more um, progressive stance, and you know we we are advertising that because there's plenty of churches out there that see those issues in one way, and we're we're saying you know what we're we're we really uh, want to be a church uh, that embraces. All people, regardless of sexual orientation, uh, race, or and even religion. I mean, we're at the point now where we're getting not atheists, but agnostics—people who who know that the Bible studies and the classes that are being offered there are uh, a, a, a place where people can discuss and talk and share their ideas without feeling condemned and without feeling that they have to believe a certain shtick, a certain dogma of the church. And that's been a real uh, real lifeblood to the church more recently is is this openness in our small groups to to be a church that welcomes dialogue and and we learn from one another. Do you think? Do you, I think that's great. Um, do you think that that is having an impact on the wider community? Because I remember like when you first put up the rainbow flag, I was getting a couple questions like why are they displaying a rainbow flag Mm -hmm. and and it hasn't been an issue you know and that was you know i don't know five years ago or uh maybe more well that that. was the remember was it the orlando shooting uh the the nightclub shooting i think we put it up right before that okay um just because we were in we were talking with members who who were gay who said you know if you really want to be welcoming you got to let people know 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why we chose to, to, to do that. The, I think the church of the future will be one that is very inclusive. I think science is leading the way on that in, in helping us understand that um, our sexual orientation isn't a choice. Uh, it's multivalent. It's, there's lots of issues that come together with that. And that's uh, how God created us. Right. So let's welcome it. Welcome it. And welcome all gender people. orientation, too, for that matter, because yeah. that's been a hot topic, hot button issue Correct. Um, more recently. And this kind of ties in with the topic of emergent Christianity, which you mentioned. Yeah, emergent Christianity, it, it, which which I personally embrace, and having been at the church for 23 years and teaching on it, it's making sense to a lot of people who were brought up in the church, who want to value science, who want to value their own experience, um, their own thinking, their own thoughts, um, and want to get back to the teachings of Jesus rather than necessarily what the church teaches. And so, like in the, in the um, so instead of focusing on things like the creeds and the Trinity and virgin birth teachings and things like that, we'd rather focus on Jesus' teaching of what it is to follow. Uh, what is it, you know, loving God, loving people, uh, simple stories like the Good Samaritan, who's my neighbor? Well, all people are my neighbor. And so mm-hmm. can I get my, my life in line with what Jesus teaches? And, and the biggest piece of, of the emergent church is faith is not a set of doctrines. Faith is a relationship with God, and that relationship with God can look many different ways, and it can come to people who are not Christian. It can be in the Hindu religion. It's faith is in the Jewish tradition. It's in the Muslim tradition. It's in all those traditions. It's not based on my Christian belief. It's much more on my relationship with God. And and so if I have that relationship of, with God, I hopefully want to grow in that faith, and that means learning from Jesus and what Jesus teaches in in loving God and loving neighbor, hmm. so that's the so the emergent church is is not new in the world. It's new, newer in the United States, but um, and that's not well, unique to your denomination. No, it's not unique to Lutherans. It's it's happening in the the Roman Catholic Church. It's happening in the Lutheran Presbyterian. It's happening throughout uh, because people, you know, when you start rubbing shoulders with let's say Jewish friends or or Muslim friends and you say well these these people aren't evil they're not bad they're you know mm-hmm. how, how can and so people's own experience as the world gets smaller and smaller saying what I might have learned when I was younger in my Christian in Christianity is not making sense and so there's something happening to say you know what Christianity and the teachings of Jesus are very relevant maybe the teachings of the church are the things that need to be um, discarded uh-huh. because they're getting in the way of people people's relationship to, to God or people in Christianity people's relationship with to Jesus because they have to jump through all these hoops of things that they have to believe in order to even be welcome in the church uh-huh. to hear what Jesus is is talking about so that's that's a big piece of our churches you know we, we really want to um, be welcoming so that people can hear what Jesus teaches and I think once you hear what Jesus teaches that's transformative right right and helpful for the world helpful for Hellertown helpful for myself uh, helpful for the world 
Yes, I agree. Christ Lutheran, as many of the local churches are, is very involved in the wider community through service projects. Um, your members uh, volunteer every year uh, in an event called God's Work Our Hands. Mm-hmm. That's a that God's Work Our Hands is a uh, is a real Lutheran uh, emphasis of again trying to get trying to get people committed to the teachings of Jesus by going out and helping neighbors locally in the community. Right. Um, but now, our, so our church does other things. We, we do other ministries together with, well, some of our other ministries are, uh, we have a, a large garden that supplies pr- fresh produce for the learning, for the um, uh, New Jerusalem Food Bank. Mm-hmm. We also collect donations for, as all the churches do, for the New Jerusalem Food Bank. We we also have a fund that was started more recently because once the garden stops producing, we still want to pr- give New Jerusalem Food Bank uh, fresh produce. So we have a fund, and we have someone going purchasing fresh produce from Giant mm-hmm. and and taking it there uh, whenever they distribute food. Food. So that's been that's been a. Uh, uh, a neat thing and then we uh, I, I lead a group called ham hellertown area ministerium and that's all the churches in hellertown and it would include things like the food bank we all all the churches participate in new jerusalem food bank uh, moravian church has a, a clothing um, not drive but distribution. distribution and you know churches help out with with collecting for that too um, the Thanksgiving meal, which is something that was just resurrected, um, and it seemed like there was a great turnout for that. And and so we're, we're uh, as le- as the person who leads that, we're we're looking for more opportunities to be involved in the community. In the past, we've had speakers come to the high school. We've had um, mission trips open to the community uh, where we've we've taken mission trips. So there, there's, Hellertown's uh, a good community that wants to help out. It's, it's making, it's, it's creating the avenues for people to get involved. And so if the ministerium, if this ham group can do that, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a great thing for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Just because you get more publicity. If it's just my church compared to, or, or just St. Teresa's, when we start pulling our resources and pulling our, the people as a resource, then you can affect a lot of change and, and help out. So that's something that we definitely want to keep growing. Yeah, I, I love all the the events that Ham does, um, and I try and promote them on Sock and Source and mm-hmm. um, get people to, to those events. Um, you also, um, Christ Lutheran, has a few things that are sort of unique. One of them is your Thursday, Thirsty Thursday classes. Thirsty Thursday and theology. Yes. And I'm always looking for themes. I'm always looking for themes. I just came up with a, a, a new one. Uh, well, at the springtime, we'll have, we have uh, Craig Butler, the superintendent, coming to talk about specifically Pennsylvania education system and funding and things like that. We have a professor from Lehigh coming who will help Distill climate change, and hmm. uh, he, I've heard I've used him previously, and he's he's really helpful on you know trying to get the the facts 
out there correctly so that people can make some decisions for themselves. But uh, a new one I'm, I'm trying to figure out and who, uh, I don't always get someone to Thirsty Thursday to speak. Sometimes it's just open community discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but marijuana, I'd like to, to get the, get the, yeah. that on the table and talk about, you know, well, what, what, are people, what are people's feelings uh, about that? We see what's happening around the, uh, the country and... Um, so I'm always looking for, uh, if you have any ideas, I'm always looking for material for Thirsty Thursday in theology. And then I usually just, the, the last five minutes, I try to wrap it up with, uh, you know, theological perspective of what's, what some perspectives of God might be on, whether it's school funding or marijuana use or um, we had, the last one was on addiction. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a good community. Yeah, it's, good. it's been good community discussion. And, and just for people who aren't familiar with it, this is one Thursday a month, 7 p.m. It's like about an hour long. Yeah, 7 to 8. And you rotate it between I several... try to rotate it right now just because of the people that come. Braveheart downstairs works great, but I have had it at the Steel Club. And once it gets warm again, I want to definitely move over to Steel Club and try to use the outside avenue there, the outside, yeah. to, to be able to sit and... And enjoy the the warmer climate and have a community discussion. Yeah, I was there for when when Chief Barn uh, okay. Lower Saucon spoke yep. about um, opioids, and that was a great yep. uh, discussion. Yeah, I don't, and it's and it's good to have. I think that's when I first started getting outside knowledgeable speakers to come shed some facts with us mm-hmm. of what's going on in the community. And yeah, he was he he was very enlightening. Uh, of the opioid use in our community. So read Sock and Source for all the dates and, and subjects for there the 2020 Thirsty Thursday and Theology forums. I guess, of course, it's Christmas season, Advent, and we must talk about Christmas and what is special about Christmas at Christ Lutheran, um, services that you have coming up, um, it's a time of year when a lot of people who who may have, you know, drifted away from the church feel called back yeah. to it, and yeah. and you want them to feel welcome to come to Christ. There is a name for the, those the, the the people who come on Christmas and Easter's. What is that? And that is CNEs. They call them CNEs. Christmas Easter's. <laughs> CNEs. But uh, God, God love them. We all know we come to church for different reasons, and. Church of the Future needs to be a welcoming place for the person who comes once a year, twice a year, or 52 times a year, whatever. So, um, but the Christmas season, again, the emergent church is, you know, would stray away from harping on a virgin birth story. Uh, again, the the emergent church would, would say, we know the history of humanity. We're at an interesting vantage point on the history of humanity. Um, that we know there are plenty of virgin birth stories in the Mediterranean area at the time of Jesus, uh, that that was a dime a dozen. So it's not that we have to take that story literally, and more importantly, uh, we have to, and the beauty of the Northern Hemisphere is we understand, if we understand Jesus as the light of the world, and Jesus calls us, he calls people, he calls everybody, not only Christians, he calls everyone. He said, you are the light of the world. How is it that that we reflect the the teachings of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus. How do we do that? How can we be light? How can we be a mirror reflecting it? Um, and in the Northern Hemisphere, 
it comes in the middle of the darkest time of year. And th that for me is the powerful message uh, that, that God speaks most clearly in the darkest parts of our life. And, and the Lutheran, the National Lutheran slogan is God's work our hands, mm -hmm. which means if God's speaking, it's only speaking through people, it's through people's hands, people's words, people's actions. That's how God speaks. And so hopefully in the Christmas season, we can focus on, you know, we want peace, we want joy, we want hope. Well, we're the agents of peace, joy, hope, forgiveness, and grace. And can, can we be that light that shines, uh, first of all, on ourself, but then on our, you know, our families, our community, and on our, on our world. So, so Christmas is, in the emergent church, is, is, is taking seriously Jesus' challenge to be light. Mm -hmm. You know, and, in, in a, and, some, and I, I'm, not, I'm an optimist, but uh, some would say, oh, we're living in dark times. Well, I know history, and I know there's been some really dark times. And um, the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, the dark ages. <laughs> Hundreds we, we of came, years. We came. Yes, that's true. We came out of that, and and so uh, you know, I I think in simple, in 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 simple ways, in constructive ways, without without trying to fix the whole world, we can be light. And be light in, in smaller ways, locally, personally, that trickles down to, to the, the, larger, the larger world. I have a woman in my church who always says, we can't do everything, but we can do something. And that's, the, for me, the, being the light somewhere to someone is vitally important in the Christmas season. Which you did, you know, you did that. You called me for yeah. some help for somebody, and we were able to yes. to square that all out. You said you felt like Santa Claus, <laughs> and it is. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to help people out. So if we can get more people involved in that, that's what it's all about. It is, and I feel privileged to just be in a position where I can do that, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a nice thing to be able to help. It's a tough thing. I mean, and especially in this, we're in a small community. Uh, a lot of people don't want to ask for help, and it, and that's the biggest challenge I've found. Just yeah, finding I, the need, you know, it's there, but you, you don't know. And the Bible stories are 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 rampant on this theme, and that is. If you, if you yourself are not vulnerable to ask for help, you're never going to know the beauty of people who are willing to help. You know, and, and, and I have that issue at church and people, you get sick, you have a problem here. Oh, we don't want anyone to know. We don't want And then I say, if you don't let anybody know, you're not going to get any help. You're not going to learn the beauty of humanity if you are not vulnerable to say, I need something. Once people do that, they're like, oh my word, I can't believe how people respond. But you got to mm -hmm. get over that. You got to get over that. You got to get over that. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is. It's you know. Well, we want to we want to pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We want it's that meant American fear mentality. Of judgment, I think. Oh, fear of judgment is peace too. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a small yeah, community. Yeah, that could that's a valid the point too. The people will talk kind yeah. of thinking mindset, which you know, um, unfortunately, it does exist, but. You know that there's really not anybody out there. I don't think who hasn't been helped at some point yeah. in their life, and if you think about it that way, you know, it puts it into perspective. Well, I, I often say, 
um, we, we all stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. My ability to read, write, drive a car, you know, you don't learn any of that stuff without help. Right, exactly. And, and this idea of self-made, oh, I'm a self-made per millionaire or something, oh my word. Who, right. built, who built the roads to, to transport the, the vehicles that you're, you're making all the money on? You know, it, we, we are so interdependent upon one another, and yet, you know, in our culture we hear this, this strong voice of independence, but we're interdependent. Exactly. And that's true, with, and this goes back to the emergent church, which which is loving and recognizing other faith traditions. We are interdependent. We need one another. Whether you're Hindu or Muslim or Jewish or Sikh or you're we we're Quaker, Roman Catholic. We're we're in this together, and there's a beauty to that. Yes, and we do have a Hindu church here yes, in Saco Valley, which we were just talking about. Yeah. and I'd love to learn more about them and 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 see them become a little bit more part of the the community and maybe that's some somebody for a future podcast mm-hmm. um i'll have to reach out to them so if people want more information about christ lutheran they can find it online at your website yep christ lutheran christ lutheran but we are changing it to clcht dot oh, org breaking making it, news making 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 it a little easier to write out the the Christ Lutheran Hellertown that will be easier. so clcht dot org so, so are you getting a whole new website out. or yeah. yeah awesome yeah and you also have Facebook um, we're we we have Facebook but we we're 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 exploring with more interactive Facebook things like putting although I have a uh, um, I have a blog. Should I take pieces of my blog and put it on Facebook to get, you know, a dialogue started and then possibly interacting more with that? Mm-hmm. But when you're 55 years old, you're a little behind the, <laughs> the social media curve. But I'm we're I'll working help you, on it. We're Bill. working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. Well, that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to check out, at least check out the website. There's a lot of information on there about the church, upcoming events, your blog, and and so much more. And thank you for joining us. And, and if anybody needs help, you know, uh, we, we, we're restricted to either members of churches or participants in one of the churches or the, the Saucon Valley School District. We, you know, we do everything from helping with medical uh, prescriptions to rents to um, utilities Mm -hmm. we know people get in a bind at times yeah so just contact the church office and and they'll help you and we can point you in the right direction that's great to know I'm sure some of our listeners uh, will will take note of that and want to wish you a Merry Christmas and everyone out there thank you happy holidays and we appreciate all you do for Saucon Valley keeping news local and keeping us informed podcasting now local and now (laughs) yep now podcasting no rain date i like that (laughs) all right thank you again i'd like to welcome to no rain date someone who's been a tremendous friend to sock and source since before there even was a sock and source since well before he was mayor of Hellertown, this is Mr. David Heintzelman. Heintzelman Funeral Home uh, is 
uh, one of the most respected businesses in the community. We're proud to have them as the sponsor of our obituary section on Sock and Source. That's a tremendous resource for readers, and we really appreciate them supporting the publication in that regard. I think it fills a need for the community, too, to have the obituaries on Sock and Source and accessible the way they are. So thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I certainly appreciate this. It's a very busy time of year, and, and, I, and I know you have a lot going on. So uh, I enjoy being here. I enjoy talking about uh, the great happenings of this, this phenomenal borough of ours. We, we do have a lot of wonderful things to celebrate this year and, and to look forward to next year, and that's some of what I want to talk to you about. But I wanted to start off with talking about being mayor, and you've been mayor for two years now. I'm sure it's flown by. Oh, it has. <laughs> it has. Uh, it has been a, a challenge. Uh, I did not really realize what I was getting myself into. Everyone kind of set the pace for me and told me what I was in for. Didn't believe them, uh, but I must say that they were right and I was wrong. But I will say it takes a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. Uh, You must be a good listener and you do not want to talk prior to listening uh, because a lot of things can be misconstrued and uh, you try your best to please everybody but we all know that that's a fallacy we we try to reason with people so they can see why we do what we do but the borough is good the borough is good because we have a good council Uh, I really don't do much other than communicate about the borough. My role is to be the the one in charge of the police department, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have a very good police department, uh, so we are blessed there. And uh, as long as they keep doing their job and keeping us safe, uh, we're we're blessed. Yeah. Well, at you do that and you certainly go to a lot of events like i don't know how many ribbon cuttings we've had this year it's a lot it has and and what's really neat is with a chamber of commerce as you well know jessica is always uh on top of things and engages so many people mm-hmm. but what it does is it builds what i call community so not only is it uh, the ribbon cuttings, but it goes so much further than that. And I see the chamber growing every year. And the chamber is basically a big voice for um, the, the community. Right. Jessica is phenomenal. Uh, we love her and everything she's been doing. And we're going to have her on again in a little uh in a week or two to talk about restaurant week which i know you you are a fan of that oh well you can see by my side definitely we like to eat we like to eat out we like to support the community uh it's very difficult if you don't live in the community it's it's hard to get a pulse Mm -hmm. on what's really going on but we have great restaurants we have um a great outlet with the dimmick park uh with the movies with the a music in the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas light up was out of this world. It was so beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, which they expanded down to Dimmick Park. Our park systems are phenomenal to gather people together. Yes. So that's another uh, great positive part 
that the majority of our community is designated as park area. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we are landlocked. There are only a few properties still that you could build on, but um, uh, we're fortunate to have what we have. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess, another reason it's great to have something like the Sauk and Rail Trail because it's, it, it's a way for people to get from one point to another in Hellertown without using a car, which in the future might be even more important. And I agree. And, and the, other, the other thing is, who would have ever thought that it would be used as much as it's being used? Because this Rail to Trail uh, has connected all the communities. Mm-hmm. And... It's not like you're just walking or riding a bike. You're connecting with other neighbors that you haven't seen in a long time. So it's a great conversation spot. It is. It is. I always feel I get like a little energized when I go out on it. And especially on a today like today, it was beautiful. And, you know, for late December, it was like 50 some degrees. So I hope it stays that way. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah, that would be great. So again, looking at your mayorship so far, what, what's a goal that, that you're proud of uh, in the last two years and, and what's something that you'd like to accomplish? Well, my, my goal was always to be there for the community, to be a listener and to also spearhead if there is some kind of a dialogue that might be negative uh, or positive, we want to make sure that everyone understands what the truth is. And we've been very fortunate with that. But our, our community is growing, believe it or not. There's a, a diverse group uh, that we have in this town. In fact, if you look at the, if you look at, uh, the homes that are up for sale, it doesn't last too long and they're already sold. Uh, yeah. That's what's so unique. I've been really proud of the bike uh, ride that we do with the cops. Mm-hmm. I think that has been super. Uh, we're hoping to grow with that. Uh, we're also helping, hoping to grow with the coffee and cops uh, and, and also um, the communication with the cops and, and the seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens is uh, if, if you get these robocalls, in fact, I, I get usually four or five a day, but the one I got today was uh, another PPL that I was getting a 30% discount. Uh, usually I get the ones that are saying that they're going to cut out my electricity because I didn't pay a bill. But this one I played with a little bit, and this gentleman was so convincing that I pity the elder people that might be listening to a phone call. Uh, They're getting ripped off, Mm -hmm. and we need to stop it. And I'm hoping that some kind of legislation is out there to, to help our seniors and us to understand that not everybody's on the same page. Um, so that's one of the things that I really like to work more on. I also want to promote what our town has. Uh, I want to say that we have had a phenomenal council. What's nice about the council is so many of them come from different walks of life. We have some that have been on for a while, some that have not ever been on. And what's really nice is now we're in it two years, we're seeing how they're getting adjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to have a new council person on coming January, I believe it's January 6th. 
Matt um, Marcinson. Yes, Matt yeah. Marcinson. And I, I look forward to working with him also. Yes. But we have a we have a very active group of people over at Burrow Hall. And, uh, you know, you can't cut out Kathy, the borough manager, because she is doing uh, a, a huge job for us and has helped our community grow also. It's been a Absolutely. neat ride. It's been a neat ride. And, and I do want to uh, especially say uh, thank you to uh, the chamber. I was the recipient of Mayor of the Year this year. Congratulations. And that, that really surprised me for only being in, in a year and a quarter at that time. But I was very honored. And... Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have to be at all the functions, you have to, to support the functions and show that you care. And, and I do, I've, I've always cared about our community. Yeah, I mean, I'll vouch for that. You are, and everyone at the borough really is very accessible. And I tell people that all the time. You know, your, your email addresses are on the website. I think maybe they think that, oh, you know, I, you know I, I, they don't have time for me or something like that, but that's not the case. And no, we're we're getting. Uh, usually, I get between five and ten emails a day from the borough, mm-hmm. but a lot of people use my personal email, right? And and that averages about sixty, um, well, fifty to sixty emails a day that wow. I have to pick up, and um, but not all of it is um, answered that we have to answer right. too, but. Uh, um, yeah, email has been the the uh, the mode of uh, communication. Right, right. We're we're dependent on it for sure. Well, you are, and you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I wanted to touch on is that uh, Heinzman Funeral Home is growing um, in 2020. You have approval for a land development plan for something called the Carriage House, which is going to be adjacent to the current property. Um, on West Saucon Street, and I, I was hoping you could tell our listeners a bit more about what your plans are, and, and it's a pretty exciting plan. It's exciting for me, uh, and I wasn't prepared to um, to say too much about this, uh, but being that you brought it up, <laughs> um, I will say this, uh, that um, in, in the funeral industry, um, funerals have changed so much, and they have become more secular so we need to adapt to that and right now uh, the law states very simply that you cannot bring uh, food and drink into the same room as a deceased human being Uh, nor what i wanted in the building either because you know when you start that village things like that it, it just makes things so much harder right but you can't have that part of your business so what we did is we actually were able to obtain uh, two parcels of land and it is adjacent uh, and there's a driveway through so legally uh, it is not an attachment to the funeral home even though the entrance is going to be facing my parking lot uh, we are going to call it a carriage house because there is going to be a garage bay there and that will house one of uh, my three specialty coaches, which would be the 51 Packard or the motorcycle hearse or um, uh, the horse-drawn coach. Mm-hmm. So we'll alternate those as we feel fit. Uh, but there would be room uh, in this building to have more of a secular service that you can have food or beverage. Uh, we will have a prescribed caterer that will certainly um, work with us on this 
Um, so it's going to be baby steps because there's nothing like that around. Uh, I've been waiting 35 years for this. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I wish it could have happened maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, things just, I wanted it to be adjacent to. Right. Uh, so we have all the players uh, that are necessary to build this structure. I'm meeting with the engineer tomorrow morning at uh, uh, 10 o'clock, and uh, we will be getting to see firsthand how this building is going to look. But it's uh, going to be very, uh, it's going to be very modern, contemporary mm -hmm. look inside. Uh, but it will have the big screens and things like that that we can focus on celebrating one's life a little different than the funeral home itself right. uh, in that kind of a setting. The funeral home has like the chapel seating and things like that. This is going to be more with the tables and uh, a little more or less structure. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to that. And I guess one advantage, if I'm understanding correctly, is that you will be able to have your bereavement, dinner, or lunch, and all in the same place, right? You won't have to go to a different venue, which is what most people do now. And, and people want convenience. And so what we found is that by offering this, um, a lot of the places that we have been going to are booked. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say is no to a family or we have very recently gone through three different places and all the places were booked. Wow. So um, the way we can work this is it's, it's going to be so much nicer for families. And those that don't want to transition to a cemetery can basically take 25 steps or so uh, and go directly over to that room. That will be a big convenience, oh. especially for families that are grieving and and just want everything in one place. Um, I say less is more. You know, you ha today if you don't provide it, they're going to be looking elsewhere. So we have to be proactive, and we have to think not for now but for the future. And mm -hmm. I see the writing on the wall, and I think that this building will serve us. Um, into the next generation. Another part of your business um, that I wanted to touch on, which some people may or may not know about, is um, involves pets. It's Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services. And um, tell us a little bit about that and, and your approach to um, helping pet owners. Well, what, what primarily happened uh, is I had a very bad experience with uh, a dog being put down and um, I was very frustrated because the family didn't see what goes on behind the scenes and I did and I have a dog and there was no way that I would ever have a uh, loved one's uh, pet or cat or whatever animal it is it's more than an animal it, it's family and I want them treated the same way as we would treat a human being. So we have the stretcher. Uh, of course, it's a mini. It's a smaller stretcher. Uh, we can come out to uh, any facility or home, mm -hmm. and we can bring uh, the deceased animal to us. We cremate immediately. We mm -hmm. don't refrigerate. We don't freeze. We don't call back in a week to say we're done. 
what we try to do is we try to cremate immediately regardless of the hour and normally between four to six hours you can receive the cremated remains in uh, a beautiful wooden urn that's laser engraved. Mm-hmm. Uh, our facility is located at 415 Front Street mm-hmm. and we have uh, the latest um, and finest, I think, uh, uh, cremators. Uh, we have one machine that is actually turned sideways. Instead of having one door in it, it actually has room for five different chambers. So this is all done privately. Mm-hmm. This is not communal. Um, and we do not like how a lot of the facilities are uh, euthanizing and then bagging and then putting them into a freezer and waiting for uh, the crematory company to come and pick uh, the animal up and then return it the following week. Right. We can offer something that is completely different at uh, a fee that is more com- comparable uh, than the majority of institutions. That so, sounds like a very a, a more humane approach and you know I know you work closely with some of the local veterinarians like Creekview. Yes, they're We phenomenal. love Dr. Kara. She's great. <laughs> She's great. And she has the exact same approach when she, it comes to care. She does. And and you know what 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 I found is uh, we went up to um, a facility, uh, and I won't even say where it was, uh, but I was telling them about my facility, and I said, did you ever see what, uh, how they cremate uh, the animals? And they said, uh, well, no. And then I asked another one in the same office, no, we don't get involved in that. We just support this one cre- uh, crematory company. And I said, that's good. But I said, I would recommend you checking things out so you see exactly how it's done. Because if you're not doing a communal and you're doing a private, we're only one of two in the state of Pennsylvania that have a machine like this. Uh, And we have yet to use all uh, five chambers at one time uh, because we're still growing. Uh, But word of mouth is our best advertisement. And um, Mm -hmm. I can truthfully say that uh, uh, we can do five, ten a week, uh, but we have the, the potential uh, of doing 50 a week, hmm. uh, probably more than that, depending if it's just private or communal. We have one big machine that we could do communal up to 300 pounds. I do not have a machine to do uh, like the, the size of a horse, uh, but the majority of large animals we can handle. Oh, well, that's good to know. We've done a parrot. Uh, we've, we've, we've done dogs, cats. Uh, you'd be surprised uh, what kind of pets families have but it's family so they should be treated that way it's certainly come a long way from when i was a kid and and you buried you know fluffy by the daffodils i mean there wasn't this level of you know um or the expectation that you would have something like this well we're gonna have uh, an open house as as soon as we get things together uh probably when we introduce both uh, facilities being changed a little bit so when the carriage house is finished and uh, I'm finished painting the inside of, of the uh, uh, 415 garage I say garage 415 uh, animal crematory uh, we will certainly uh, have an open house for everyone to see exactly why we are different than the rest wonderful well we will be there to cover it as yeah. you know. personal invitation <laughs> 
this is the week of Christmas, and I know family is very important to you. You have your wife, Nancy, and four beautiful daughters. Um, what's what's Christmas like in the Heintzelman house? What are What's maybe a, a tradition you have that's special? Um, I would say we all try to get together in the morning, uh, and that's chaotic uh, because my, my dog... Uh, does not care for a lot of activity going on, but he will tear um, or help uh, tear uh, apart some of the packages, which is really nice to see. <laughs> um, he is um, uh, he's very energetic when Christmas comes, but we do try to get together all together uh, at one time, which is a rarity in the Heinzelman family. The uh, four of them, uh, both all four uh, girls, uh, live in town. They all bought houses, and uh, we're like empty nesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they c- come home uh, open. We try to go up to my mother. Uh, my father had died several years ago, so we go up to my mother to give support there. Mm-hmm. And then normally at night, uh, what they do is they go to their in-laws or outlaws and uh, mm-hmm. have a meal with them. But uh, we 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 relish that time together. It does not happen too often. Right. Everyone's so busy in today's society, and we need to we need to breathe and slow down a little bit. But you try to tell these millennials, uh, <laughs> you try to tell my, my children to get off of uh, their phones. Uh, we're we're so addicted uh, to texting and going on uh, Facebook and things like that that we have to understand that it is Christmas, and Christmas is built around a faith. It is also built around families. And communication is only good when you're speaking face-to-face versus texting and you're not getting the same feel. So our, our belief is that uh, we can enjoy. We all try to get together Christmas Eve uh, at, at church. At, uh, we'll remember it's our first UCC. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, uh, I'm scheduled to play brass uh, outside and inside uh, for two services. And we all kind of participate in that uh, uh, religious service. Wonderful. I, I definitely can relate to what you just said, and, and I feel nostalgic for the pre-screen Christmases of long ago. And, you know, now I feel like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, how to compose this picture and what to say about it on Facebook instead of just enjoying the moment, you know. And I'm sure a lot of people are kind of like that because you just get so wrapped up in it you do and and that's what I tried to put out on my greeting uh, on Facebook I tried to to point out that the greatest gift you can give someone is a conversation in case they're alone or by themselves there are a lot of people like that and and I also want to mention that you know something about our town you know we had uh, Thanksgiving service uh, Thanksgiving meals Christmas meals and now the, the American Legion here in Hellertown on the 25th is offering a meal up there uh, for those that uh, don't have families. Yeah. That is, that is a great gift that is given back to this community. And they should be applauded for, for those. I know the Lions Club just did a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it's so great. Uh, I don't think you would get that in bigger cities. No. Uh, so, so everyone has a heart in this town, and sometimes you just have to look for it. 
Well said. The last thing I kind of wanted to touch on is sort of thinking ahead, and and we are heading into 2020, as hard as that is to believe. Um, where where do you see Hellertown in say 2040, 20 years from now? Um, <clears throat> that's that's a real real good question. Um, where I see Hellertown is, um, I hate to say we're gonna see a lot of electric cars uh, <laughs> going down the street. And I am just, I, I, I know I shouldn't say this publicly, but I am a, um, a motorcycle person who loves noise. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I grew up with a Dodge Charger with a 360 four-barrel engine, and I just love noise. Uh, you're not going to see that in this town. You're going to see um, there's an initiative out there to get some uh, electric um, charging stations. Yes. So I see that to be a big thing here in this town, and it's not that expensive. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I see that happening. I see a lot of growth. I still see growth. Um, I think the school is going to max out uh, with population. And I, I also think that we're still getting a, a huge, diverse uh, people. We're still getting the people in from New Jersey, New York. Uh, so there's going to be a contingency. When, when I came into town, 35 years ago, the majority of the people were uh, at the retiring. In, in other words, you worked in Bethlehem and then you retired here in, in little Hellertown. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Hellertown has uh, kicked it up a lot of notches. Uh, we have some great um, uh, restaurants. It's no longer what I term a bedroom community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I see a lot of that going on. Um, I see... Uh, a, I'm hoping that people work uh, together for the same cause. I hope that the uh, um, organizations such as the Lions Clubs and and just volunteerism uh, as a whole uh, grows because right now volunteerism is at an all-time low, Mm -hmm. and I'm very scared about that. Um, Especially with the fire company. Oh, my goodness. you know, we don't know how good we have it uh, with the, with what we have with a fire company, but it's a very young fire company right now uh, that they have to be trained. Mm-hmm. Um, we have provided them with the right machinery. Uh, I'm still blown away at the, the training that they have to go through, but it's constant training. Yes. And it's a commitment. It's almost like having marrying another person uh, because of that commitment with the firehouse. Uh, so I hope uh, that we can afford um, to uh, entice those volunteers, uh, such as the for the fire company. Uh, I hope that happens. I really do. But I see things growing in this town. Um, I think uh, just looking now uh, for next year, uh, it's always good to get fresh faces involved in things. Um, I, I hope uh, that people understand. I hate to say there's no rain date, but uh, I hope our our um, uh, parades can continue. Um, I 
I hope that people understand that um, uh, there's a lot more that goes on besides uh, the marching bands and people that are committed to that. Uh, uh, we only canceled two times in the past 25 years, I believe it is. Um, I, I know that's a, a, a little bit of a, a sore subject uh, to be brought up. Uh, people are still healing over that we had to reschedule or had to cancel uh, and why we don't have a rain wow. date. But uh, if, if, you, if you know the whole picture, uh, we did the right thing. And I do, and I'd like to come to your defense publicly because a parade is a privilege. It's not a right. And, you know, obviously the last thing you would have wanted to do is cancel something that you put that much effort into planning. And, and it takes time. I mean, we start that probably in March because we already contact the band so they put that on their June schedule so they know what's going on and uh, you can't run a, a parade without bands um, so yes we uh, did what we did for the safety of everybody but uh, uh, if I had to do it again I would have done it the same way we did it mm -hmm. and uh, just as an FYI which um, uh, you will know in the future that uh, there will be no rain date again. Um, it you is heard it here first. Yes, there will be no rain date. And uh, I, I was retiring. This was going to be my last year. Uh, I've decided that I would uh, see it through for next year because we have um, all the bands hopefully coming back. Uh, and hopefully that uh, we can grow this parade uh, and there's something in the works uh, for a secondary parade uh, in this town. Um, and it's really preliminary, so I don't want to give it away. But all I can say, it's going to enhance something that has already uh, been very popular in our town. We're going to uh, step it up a little bit. And somebody is... Uh, going to be spearheading this um, and I know the question was 40 years uh, I forgot to mention that uh, oh, we are with the um, music in the parks uh, we have all the bands scheduled and um, we are trying we are trying it's not a confirmed but we are trying to get the nerds I heard yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, that is almost um, that's almost going to happen, and that is going to be phenomenal because we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different uh, for the nerds. Uh, we're gonna have a, a costume contest. Wow. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna set the bar a little bit high on on these events. We're gonna get everybody really energized, and um, so we're excited about that. But uh, to answer the question 40 years, I can only wish, hope, and pray that this town continues to prosper and that people understand that um, we live in a we society, not a me society. And hopefully we can all work together for the betterment of everybody. Exactly. And don't just be involved on Facebook. Like, take it off Facebook. Come to a meeting. Come to an event. And, and talk to people because you can't ever replace that with social media. And I'm saying that as somebody who's on social media all the time, but it's true. But that's your job. That's your job. All I can say is that if there is something that needs to be brought forward, 
um, bring it forward. You know, you can uh, approach me, you can call the borough. Uh, we'll give you the answers. It might not be what you want to hear, but it's what the truth is. And we have to follow ordinances. That's what they're there for. Right. Uh, and um, I have learned so much about that. I, I wanted to do several things and found out, you know, it's something you can't do without X, Y, Z. So, again, you know, when I come in to be a mayor only in for two years, um, I would say in the next two years, I'll finally have a good grip on everything. And then it's probably time to make a decision. Do I, don't I run for another election? Um, and, I, and I don't know that. I have, I have no clue. But uh, the town has been so good to me. And the only reason why I wanted to run for mayor is to give something back. And I will continue to give back as much as I can. Thank you. Uh, you definitely succeeded in giving back, and and I wish you all the best. And I wish you the best, Josh. You have been f here for the community. You have always uh, did your due diligence by listening, and I thank you for your time. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No Rain Date is an original production of Sock and Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.